0: Welcome to the Bold Survivor Collective. I'm Contessa Aiken. This is the place where we take a stand. We rise up. We no longer allow trauma to be our voice or to be who we are. We pee into the wind. We run forward to our deepest desires and we don't stop until we get there. I hope you enjoy this episode. Dive right on in. Here we have Dr. P, she is so awesome, coming to us from Singapore, hey Dr. P. She specializes in the big three, okay, that you really mistakenly believe that you can tolerate and get away with. Perfectionism, anxiety, abusive relationships, panic attacks. She is an international expert. She has been featured in 36 languages. I can't even believe it, Dr. P. (laughs) She's been uh, quoted in Forbes Business Insider L, and she writes for Huffington Post, Mind, Body, and Green, and Thrive Global. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself
1: and your story and how you got here. So thank you for having me here, really excited to be able to share this because I think this is such an important message that as when as human beings, we can bend together and learn. So how did I get here? Um, I think as with many people who come into this space where it comes to recovering from toxic relationships, we have had to have gone through the fire before yes. because before going through the fire, it's very hard to understand what exactly is going on people always say why don't you just leave and I can tell you that when I was a younger person I would have said that if someone does this kind of stuff to me I would run away I'll just punch him in the face and walk away (laughs) 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 what happens is all systematically being chipped away and you lose yourself before you know it and you see the things that as people you know like who tend to be who have been in relationships like that whether it's an intimate love relationship or family relationship or friendship, friendship. you know, they come out of shades and colors and sizes, is that we go in with our best interests, with our best intentions, we tend to overgive. And the other party, who tends to be someone what we call a dark personality type, so narcissist, psychopaths, social pubs, whatever shades they are, okay, or whatever mixtures they are, whether they're 100%, 120%, or 80%, doesn't matter. Okay? They always have got this set way in which they systematically systematically break you down. And think about it from this you know, way. You're going in with your best intentions or sometimes even naivete because you want to believe the best in people or you are you know, in some spiritual circles where they tell you don't judge. <laughs> so with all this different conditioning in mind, yes. and you people like that who already have been training themselves their whole lives to perfect this art of being able to manipulate you and break you down of course, you are no match. Right. So what I want to say is that it's not your fault. You gotta forgive yourself. And there's actually a lot of superpowers that you have in becoming in being a, a giving, empathetic person. I so you that. might say, Why is it me that got me into this relationship? Surely there must be something wrong with me and something crappy with me, or you know, if this repeats, okay, and XYZ person doesn't. Well XYZ person has their own weaknesses. You know, with your strengths comes your weaknesses. So we've been giving empathetic Mm -hmm. and being, you know, like compassionate. What happens is that, yes, that's a good thing. But you also have got all this, like, you know, tiny little gaps in your fences, (laughs) And it is up to you. Because you've got these gaps to fill in the gaps. So Just like X, Y, Z person who is not attracted to such people, they have other gaps that they need to fill. So first thing is don't feel like, you know, there's something congenitally wrong with you. Instead, take this as, you know, like this is part of my story and I have grown from it. I'm not grateful for it, but I'm grateful for my ability to come through. Like what Danelle Laporte says, you know, don't be grateful for the lesson. Be grateful for your strength and every other thing you've found from that.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I heard you say just now is that number 1 it's not necessarily personal. If you end up in a relationship like this, it's not your fault or or that it's so personal that you did something wrong to do this. It just means that there's an area for growth so that you don't continue to repeat that or continue to have somebody who is going to jump in that gap and take advantage of that, right?
1: Absolutely. So yeah. now that is you, you know, and now you're aware that people like that exist, because before then, I didn't want to believe that for right. me, you know, the core of my life and my work was that everybody can change and when you such a accept that the dark personality oh, types cannot and will not and don't want to change, no. then you know, it's, it's this wake-up call sometimes you need to be struck by that metaphorical bolt or lightning before you ch- you start to see the truth and that is the truth you know but in the science and mri scans and everything else we know that people like don't want to change and they won't change and i can't emphasize that enough so what do you do with you know the fact that's happened to you now it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that you don't repeat that whether it's for yourself or your future generations or for other women in this world, you know, think about, say, you know, like, you know, so I don't have children, but I think about my friends' kids or my nieces, my nephews, my godchildren. Do I want them to grow up in a world where they may meet a person like that? No. Mm-mm.
0: Or at least when they grow up and they meet a person like that, they know instantly that they have a choice in the matter they can do something about it they don't have to engage in that or they can engage in that in a different way where they exercise their superpowers i love that you said we all have superpowers right
1: oh absolutely you know like you know for instance a lot of us when we're talking about relationship patterns that break. great so for instance you know freud used to say this thing that's called repetition compulsion so mm-hmm. oh okay not just let's just integrate many different bits of psychology. So when something bad happens to you, um, something traumatic, we're not talking about being held at gunpoint or watching someone almost lose their lives. A lot of everyday things can also cause trauma-like symptoms. So we call them small T traumas in everyday speak. So when we go into a situation that causes any kind of trauma, big T, small T, doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. what happens is that our brains will tend to bring us back into similar situations uh, in order to try to solve the problem, except that because we're not conscious that this is happening, right. we tend to get sucked into similar situations that with people who cannot do it with us. So yeah. when we do it, so fast, of course, they're not going to help us, you know, like um, solve a trauma in our life. So we're just going to keep repeating itself like this horrible, disgusting tape on loop. Mm-hmm. And you really want to listen to terrible music all the time. you know? Yes. So be very aware of that you know there's such thing of repetition compulsion. what drives it and you know and of course some people will say oh you know I was, I had a terrible abusive background growing up or I had a terrible loss, or this relationship and now I'm in a happy relationship yes good that you managed to get out of it and you managed to marry a really great really good person awesome at the same time a lot of these people tend to be still settled with the trauma so you know nightmares uh hyper unable mm-hmm. to have peace so what is, happens is that you don't live with this peace in your heart you are always looking out for something unresolved yeah. so it also you know like think about how nice it would be to stop having nightmares to stop <laughs> yeah. yeah you know it's not about i forgive you and there i have peace anybody can convince themselves they want to forgive someone right. but does demons still own you and if it's old, then you're not present in your life. You can't show up completely. And also, we are very aware nowadays that trauma passes from generation to generation. So, for instance, yes. if in my great grandmother or my great grandfather, whom I never met, had a situation that caused him or her trauma, I could have inherited it. So, what happens is that many, many years, generations later, I am seemingly put here to resolve this trauma that I'm not even aware of. That wasn't even yours so, to begin with. Yes. So, you know, like, so if you think about how this gets carried on, it's almost yeah. like a bad match So So whether you're breaking it for yourself or yeah. for your future generations, I think, you know, it's, once you're aware, it's a very, it's a responsibility to break it.
0: Right. So I have a question for you since you uh, bring a lot of education to the table. One of the words that gets thrown around a lot here lately is a narcissist, right? And I think that the in today's world it's being confused with people who might be being just selfish or um, yeah, who might not be so considerate of others, right? That does not classify somebody as being a narcissist. Can you help clarify what really is narcissism for us? Because I think that that would be
1: super helpful. Okay, so Contessa, I think that's a lovely question, so yes. relevant. I mean, like, for instance, I'm a millennial, so we are accused that we love selfies, therefore we are narcissistic. Yes. Like, I don't think <laughs> selfies, but you know what, this is kind of life. And every generation has always had narcissism. Narcissism is just like psychopathy and you know, all your other dark traits, they are a part of variation in our genes. And, you know, you need some of these traits in order to survive in this world. For instance, how that's how, you know, like your biggest, you know, warlords conquered new lens. or uh, that's how some politicians rise up that's just it okay Th- Seen from a genetic perspective it is useful because sometimes we need people like that to conquer new lands right okay mm-hmm. so this is a variation in our gene and so you know like some people tend to have this kind of traits which is absolutely different from selfishness selfish and you know so on that note sometimes you know if you care about yourself and you learn to be a bit selfish because for instance, you are depleted and you need to rest, right. that gets ended around with narcissism. That is not self-love, it's not narcissism. Right. Okay. Narcissism is this lack of empathy. Okay. So even if somebody who is, you know, whom you suspect is narcissistic, who's cruel and abusive, mm-hmm. can sometimes react in the correct way, that could be a learned form of empathy. So because they can put themselves in your shoes cognitively. They watch a lot of movies, they've watched enough people, so mm-hmm. they know how to respond. Okay. But overall, if they are Behavioral profile is something that is extremely self-centered. Doesn't give a shit about somebody else, and actually they get the kick out of hurting somebody. They feel very entitled. They love to bring the conversation back to them. So you know whether it's I'm the best or I'm the worst. You know like I suffered the most. You know it's a race (laughs) bottom, ways to top, whatever. Yeah. Somehow you know you can talk about the most disparate subjects in the world. Like I remember once I even. Experimenter, i talked about osmosis <laughs> 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 I Man, i just heard it about him oh, <laughs> it was amazing that. wow so it's your kind of test in which you can tell when yeah. somebody is an and they are very cruel as well they have no qualms seeing somebody being hurt even if they express and to espouse these values of being giving and being spiritual Mm You know, what people say and what people are are very, two very different different things, right?
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I think that's going to be helpful because I know I run across women all the time who say, well, I'm with a narcissist. I'm with a narcissist and you see it all over social media. Everybody must be a narcissist these days, right? Just because they're selfish or because they're taking care of themselves or they're making decisions just for themselves. When I think that we're, we're being, um, moved in a direction where we're getting far, far away from what a true narcissist actually means. Right. So thank you for sharing that. I have a question. So what makes someone attractive? What, how does someone attract love? If they say they've stopped um, getting in relationships, they're starting to bridge those gaps. How does someone then cross the gap and start to attract love into their life? And what does that mean?
1: I think one really important thing to actually start attracting love in life is to actually look at all the other relationships around you. So not just an intimate relationship. Because chances are it's going to be house or mirrors. You're going to see, you know, like maybe a boss, a friend, a colleague, a family member who is pretty narcissistic or psychopathic. And really importantly is to weed all these people up. So you know, my, uh, this astrologer I love to read, her name is Mystic Medusa. She calls them energy vampires or tea vampires. So be aware of those people and weed them out of your life. And then the other thing would be, you know, to step up and allow yourself to receive. Because as people who attract narcissists, we tend to overgive. And we tend to have very poor boundaries. And then, of course, we get depleted and exhausted. Right. So learning how to nourish yourself, because you give best from a full cup. And it's not selfish to want to take care of yourself. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of somebody else. It's like the oxygen mask analogy on an airplane. Mm -hmm. If you put your mask first, you can take care of more people. If you don't put your mask first, everybody dies.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that you started with first. It's a weeding out process. Because if you look around at your life and you feel like you're not attracting love or you don't have the love that your heart craves and desires, the first yes. place to start is to start to get rid of the people who are just taking, who are just takers in your life, right? Who are just sucking the life and the energy. Because if they're doing that, then you have no space or no room to fill yourself up with love so that you can actually receive, be in receiving mode, right?
1: absolutely i mean if you're always being drained by this kind of people you don't have time to be around say your best friend who is a kind person right and you might not
0: even notice that they're giving you love right because you're just so depleted
1: absolutely so you're not present yes i love it yeah it's about learning how to be very comfortable with who you are own who you are and of course you know to heal from the trauma so you know like this is a really important point because there's a lot of bullshit out there that says things like, you know, once you're traumatized, you're going to live with the effects of trauma for the rest of your life. Ugh. I think that's total, absolute bullshit.
0: Yeah, I believe that you too.
1: Something you don't talk away. Because it's so easy to justify, you know, I call that cognitive Photoshop. You can cognitive Photoshop anything away. Okay. But if this thing owns you in your darkest moments, in the most vulnerable moments, then it's still your demon. Yeah. So, you know, find a way to heal Integrate body work, integrate therapy, integrate, you know, coaching, make everything accountable for yourself and learn to reclaim who you are. Because when you are a narcissist, a lot of yourself gets chipped away. Right. right. You lose it. You lose your sense of certainty in yourself. Because, you know, many of us who have been a narcissist, what we all realize is very early on, we knew something was wrong. Yeah. But we never trusted our gut, yep. right? So right. how do you reclaim this? Sense of trust in your gut, and that's not easy because you've been gaslighted so badly that you don't trust yourself anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think the most important thing that I heard you say is
0: your part. The responsibility that you have is in healing, in taking action, in moving forward, in weeding out so that you can be present and available, but it doesn't make it your responsibility or your fault that maybe you stayed too long or that you attracted this person into your life, but that you can take responsibility and do something about it moving forward. So I think it's important to recognize the responsibility line, right? Because sometimes we can take either take way too much responsibility or take none at all. Right. And so I think the most important thing that I've heard you talk about so far in our time together is really about this responsibility piece that we do have responsibility for our healing, for our choices when we're moving forward. But when we are in the thick of things, responsibility is one of those things where um, it's not, it's not as much yours, right? Yes.
1: Yeah, and so, so more like, to, forgive yourself, or you want to clarify you know, that? It's like someone lured you into the spider web, right? And it was this whole set of machinations, specifically mm-hmm. orchestrated, to bring you in. So you did the best that you could. You tried to make the relationship work right. by overgiving because you thought that you could have those dreamy first few days or first few months because you know that it was not a lie. You lived it. Yeah. So yeah. you just put the responsibility on yourself, and you know people who are narcissists tend to pretty de- be pretty damn type A. <laughs> so they give too much. <laughs> type A, empathetic is it's a recipe for disaster when right. you're not aware. But when you give it to the right people and to yourself, it's a great thing. So yeah. So you don't. So you did the best when you were in the spider web. Right. And so don't blame yourself for that. What you have to do is take your power back and it's not like oh i'm wearing certain kinds of pants and I bam know. i'm a feminist and bam i'm really
0: empowered. <laughs> right we're not going to extremes here
1: how do you do that okay it's more like taking responsibility for what what well, all, all my little gaps here and there you know for the fact that nobody taught me boundaries and all right. that stuff and so i own that okay i own the fact that it happened to me you know this is not a story that i pretend that i'm totally ashamed of Right. Well, yeah, you know, some people may still, you know, may look at me and say that, oh, you know, like you've got like all these degrees, how the hell did that happen to you? Or I thought you're already smart and all that stuff. Okay, sure. You can think I'm stupid, that's okay. It's like learning how like, to know that you can't satisfy any, everybody anyway. Right. And that happened to me just like you know, like for instance, sometimes I can't tell my left or my right and yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I'm not gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be able to own my little failures here and there. Yeah. Because it's what happens moving forward. And then you know, also if it if you really want to speak up about it, because you know, think about it, right? No, when we went to school, um, I don't know what you learned in school. I learned all sorts of things. I learned the minutiae of cells. I learned how to do trigonometry. All sorts of strange things I don't do anymore. I don't use today. But nobody ever taught me this is what a narcissist looks like. Right. This is what an unhealthy relationship looks like, even with a friend. Right. Okay. This is how you trust your gut. This is how you take care of your money because financial abuse is a very big thing as well, yes. right? Uh-huh. And or you know, this is how you have boundaries and it's okay to have boundaries. Nobody taught me that. And so of course, you know, given certain, you know, a certain set of factors in my life, certain kinds personality type, combined together, I was lured into the spider web. But if we move forward with responsibility, then we can change the system. So more people know this is what narcissist looks like. So fewer people get lured into the spider web. Yes.
0: I love it. So if you were to leave everybody with one small action step that they can take today that will make a difference for them, what would that action step be?
1: You don't have to be too nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you don't have to play nice. You know, I don't care what your your priest says, your monk says or your guru says, but you know, sometimes being nice is what drives some trouble. You know, yeah. like so a lot especially if you tend to give too much, if you're over responsible. Then my favorite analogy is that you've got too much in your good karma bank. Right. It doesn't hurt. Spend a bit of it. Spin it. Yeah. That oh, speaks to my
0: rebel heart. That totally speaks yeah. to my rebel heart eleven. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Bold Survivor Collective. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you want more and join us over on the Facebook group, the Bold Survivor Collective, where we keep the conversation going and we keep on rising up and thriving, y'all. Bye.